showing all of the lines, all of the over-unders, all of the football that you can feel. We are surrounded. We are in like a little orb of football after last week's pretty good week again. Everybody is a winner. Me and Chris, three and two. Welcome to the Sunday card, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Sports Country Radio. I'm getting crazy. I'm getting after myself because I'm so excited for this show and this opportunity, sportscountry.net every Sunday at 11.30. Chris Raza, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, me, Dan Zampano, here with you for another football Sunday. Me and Chris go three and two. Big week, Chris. Absolutely. But, but, taking scalps. He's back. He's back. Five and oh, another five and oh week for somebody. And it's Matty C., Last year's champion. Everybody, round of applause. Round of applause. I'm the five and zero man now, Chris. I'm the five and zero well, man. Now. Well, now that just means <laughs> that Dan is due to go five and zero this week. I mean, look at this guy. This guy just doesn't know how to go five and zero in a week. <laughs> I, I listen. I just want to get over five hundred. I don't care. Just keep me over five hundred. That's hey, okay. In fact, we're all over five hundred on the season. I was gonna say we're all we're all doing. I don't know if you're gonna go through our season records right there, but well, I, would... I have them up. I have them here. If you were to take. Every single one of our bets this week, if you listened and you took every single one, and then if you took the majority when we disagreed on the Sunday and Monday nights, if you stayed in the majority, guess what your record is this year? You are 26 and 13. I don't think we've ever been that hot on this show. I don't – how have we have we picked that many games? I guess we have. 15, yeah, okay. You know, you figure there's 15 games a week for each of us. Yeah. 18 that individual is- games. Yeah, we had a couple head-to-heads. Incredible. Incredible, incredible by us. This is the I, I think it's the best. I think it's the best gambling show in America. To be honest with you, I'm I'm can't argue, that. Can't argue with that. Well, honestly, with that can't record with though, that. you might not be wrong. At least at least through the first three weeks, who's got a better record than 26 and 13 between the three? Everybody, everybody. Matt is nine and four. Chris is nine and four. I am eight and five. It is tight, 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 tight. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, gentlemen. Okay. How about this? Let's do, before we get into the picks, because there's a lot of fun ones this week. It's it, Last week, we knew it was a minefield. It was crazy. I think the, um, depending on where you got the numbers, I think it, it was the favorites. It was eight and eight, I'm pretty sure, with favorites and underdogs. Very, very close. I think, depending on what you get the numbers, some people had seven, eight, and one. It depends. Uh, if Especially if you got the Rams at plus three, like your boy did. Saved mm. us, saved us all. You guys are right. Listen, I'm gonna take my lumps. Take my lumps. I mean, by by a you know, by by a, a hair. But I, they covered that game with a with a very questionable late pi call. Very questionable. I have never been. Oh, I was so angry. Oh, I was so angry. But but this week, I feel like the board has a lot more value on things because teams that are good are down, and teams that are kind of like bad. And even teams that are good that we really think are good, like I feel like they are vulnerable this week. Um, there are what six teams left that are three and zero, five teams left that are three and zero, something like that. Um, so you know, I wonder where we're gonna if anybody fades anybody this week. But I have a nice little would you rather to begin this show. Would you rather? I'm gonna start with Chris. Would you rather take the Washington Football Team plus thirteen after the Ravens dud on Monday night against the Chiefs? Or would you take the Giants plus 13 at the Rams? It's a, to me, it's like, you know, again, like I said last week, pick the bullet or the knife. Which one do you want? 
I think this is based on, I think, the fact that Baltimore is going to come out pissed off. And just, you know, because they, I mean, they looked absolutely freaking miserable uh, against the Chiefs the other night. Uh, and I think the Giants are a better team than the Washington football team by a hair. Really? Maybe. I mean, they're all terrible in the NFC East outside of the Cowboys. Uh, so I'm going to take the Giants plus 13. I'm not actually going to take them because I, I don't like torturing myself. Uh, but what, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably have to go with the Giants plus 13 against the Rams. Also, because I just don't think the Rams are as good of a team as the Ravens. By the way, Chris does like torturing himself. He's watching the A's in the playoffs right now. Um, in a, in a, a winner-take-all game, nonetheless. Yeah. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I guess I probably would. I was thinking, you know, I, I think that I thought Baltimore was going to just absolutely run Washington out of the building, which I still think they can. But the Ram- Sean McVay's play calling this year has been so good. They've been, like, so efficient doing the right things. And I know that they might not seem you – know, Chris said that the Baltimore's going to be pissed off. I mean, the Rams need this game after, you know, going on the road and winning, losing in a very tight one where, they, you know, they had a – they were coming back and they couldn't quite finish it off, like – and the Giants are just decimated. But Washington, I could see, you know, I think for them to blow out Washington, Lamar's going to have to throw the ball well, and he hasn't necessarily thrown the ball well this year. Like, it's going to be up to a couple big plays. If he finally hits one to Marquise Brown like he missed last week, if he hits – if Mark Andrews catches, like, the couple of balls that he had in his hand in the end zone, like, you know, last week, it's a totally different story. Um, but I would lean on McVay just calling a great game against the Giants versus, um, you know, just kind of hoping for that bounce-back passing performance out of Lamar. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I would take, to me, I would take the, the Washington football team here just because at least they have a semblance of a defensive line. They have way better coaching than the Giants do against the Ravens. I mean, the Rams the Rams are predicated on their coach. The Rams are predicated on their coach, and that, that's what makes the wheel go. Uh, the Giants, to me, like, they have nothing. They don't have, they have a rookie head coach. The quarterback gets way sped up way too quickly on third down. Uh, they don't, they're missing their best player, Saquon Barkley. And at least Washington, again, like I said, like their forte is going to try to be to stop the run with their great defensive line. So to me, I would probably take the points with Washington, although obviously not going to do that. So um, without further ado, why don't we get into it? Uh, Let's go to the Sunday night game and fellas. Fellas. Oh, Ah, dead dead birds. Dead dead birds falling out of the sky. (laughs) What, What can we say? Uh... Playing for the tie against Cincinnati? Like, really? I don't know. I I mean, you could fire Doug Peterson this week as far as I'm concerned. That was – with 15 seconds left, yeah, it's a 64-yarder. Yeah, field goal position. But the punt – he said something – he said punt it and hope something happens. Like, they're not just – like, you're you're hoping for more of a probability of a muffed punt? That was despicable. I, they had just they had just gone down the field on the final drive and scored. Like I just I don't understand. And Wentz just has nothing back there with him right now. This line: Philadelphia at San Francisco on Sunday night. The 49ers are seven point favorites at home. The over under is forty five and a half. Opened at three. Opened at three, and now they're giving Nick Mullins <laughs> seven points. That's how much the 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 uh, the pros despise the Eagles at this point, Chris. Nick Mullins, through his first nine career games, has the third most passing yards of any NFL quarterback. Just going to throw that out there. He's a perfect Kyle Shanahan quarterback. That's 100%. it. 
Just goes to show Garoppolo's not great. It's all a system. It's the system oh. that works. Uh, no, but especially when you're talking about <laughs> Peterson in that situation. You're already, you've lost the first two games. You're 0-2. You have to win that game. Atani oh. is doing absolutely nothing for you there. You got to win that game, especially knowing that if you win that game, one and two, you know, you could win that division potentially. Eight and eight, nine and seven. If you can string some wins together, absolutely despicable. I'm going to go with the Niners because they've, despite, despite all of these injuries, that scheme that Shanahan has put together has worked exceptionally well against some bad teams and the Eagles are a bad team. There's a chance maybe Debo's back. So give me the Packers, not the Packers. Give me the Niners minus seven Get out of yourself against the for uh, the the absolutely miserable and injury ridden Eagles uh, on Sunday night. And hope hope it's in a good game at least, but it's probably gonna it could be it could get ugly fast. Chris can't wait to bet on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, a little little, oh, little Freudian buddy. flip uh, for the Monday night. Oh, game. Go ahead. Um, uh, this number to me just it's so confusing. You know. See, I see it as like the Eagles. I mean, they've been so close. I mean, once as if he doesn't throw, is he going to keep throwing four picks every game? Like, I, I really hope not. I, I would think not. And, um, you know, this San Fran team, yes, they, with all these injuries, they were able to beat the two New York teams, which are arguably the two worst teams in all of football. So I understand that they're getting by. And I know the Eagles look bad right now. And I think this is a lot of recency bias with, again, with the tie. But I'm not going to touch this number because it just feels like, you know, I, I agree. I think Nick Mullins runs a good offense. I think uh, even Carson Wentz has has had good jobs running this offense, which is why I'm going to take the over 46 points. This feels like a fairly low. It's not one of these crazy. I mean, you look at the board. There's 53, 54, 50. I think seven in the Packers Atlanta game. Now I think it's up to some crazy number. Um, and, I, and I've been following a lot of these, um, following a lot more. Uh, bet percentages and money percentages now this week. I haven't been giving those out in the show, but the Friends of the Action Network are always giving that out. Uh, I believe they're giving out for free this year, actually, with everything going on with COVID. So just have an account and you get it for free. 71% of the bets on the over and 91% of the money. So it's a lot of money on the over right now. And you know it's going to go up come game time because Sunday Night Football, the over, naturally. Yeah, and, and that's where I would really wait till take this because I'm really not feeling either of these two teams either. I mean, I just... This is a dead plus seven. Eagles lose Dallas Goddard now. San mm. Francisco is going to get back George Kittle this week, apparently. Um, I, I I can't I, – I just – it feels like it's too easy. It feels like it's too easy to just go ahead and take San Francisco and trust Nick Mullins. But Philadelphia has been – one thing that they have done really well this year is they have not allowed the run uh, – very much at all to either any team. Now, obviously, the reason why they lose is because they turn the ball over in the worst moments, and they played some pretty crappy defenses too. I mean, they played the Bengals, uh, they played Washington. I mean, they've they've played some really poor defenses, and they're still turning the ball over. This game has me all perplexed, but to me, um, I think that they still have talent on defense, and to me, I think that that guards to me an underplay. I, I think this is an under actually. Uh, I'm 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 gonna stick with Wentz turning the ball over against San Francisco, but I think Philadelphia can slow down the rushing attack of the 49ers, and they really, outside of Kittle, don't have many weapons out there. I know Ayuk uh, came in, and and it's his first games, and if Debo Samuel comes in, how healthy is he? Can he cut? I just I hate both these teams. I think this could be like a 17-16, 17-23-17, like something like that. Just like 
very, very slow game. Very, very slugfest game. So I'm going to take the under 46. All right, we got our first head-to-head there. Love that. Mm-hmm. A little, little head-to-head. Chris, Chris is going to lay out there by himself, take the 49ers. Love it. <laughs> Atlanta and Green Bay. God. God. How can we? How are we going to watch Atlanta this week? I mean, what, what, what can they do next? I mean, Maddie C., with an absolute gift from the gods last week. Oh, I mean, that Bears cover. That Bears cover was one for a lifetime. Shout out to uh, BDN, Mr. Nick Foles. I will keep it PG. Um, but shout out to him and just the most ridiculous comeback. I mean, the Falcons, uh, what was the stat? They, they've blown two fourth quarter leads of, of over uh, 15 or 16 points. Um, that's the – no team has done that in 20 years, and they've done it back-to-back weeks. They're breaking records on how to lose football games. We got a mental health check on all Atlanta fans out there. At least the Braves are moving on. These Falcons are are stomping on the hearts of their fans. Jokingly talking about firing Doug Peterson. I mean, how is Dan Quinn still employed? I don't know. How does he have a job after that? I mean, you just, there's no left. I mean, after this, to me, like, you know, and the number is seven again. So it's moved down to seven. It was a seven and a half. It's back to seven apparently now, uh, depending on where you can get it. We'll go with seven for all intents and purposes here. But um, and the over under is fifty six and a half, and and, you, and that's the thing. Atlanta just that's the main problem for Atlanta. It's like, how, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I I want to know what the total points over under is for the Green Bay Packers this week because that might be a nice little prop you can get. I just think they're going to score, score, score. I, I just I can't see Atlanta. Now I can see Atlanta maybe keeping up. And maybe getting a backdoor cover, who knows? But I, I just don't know how how much they're going to be able to stop Green Bay with how good that that uh, that team is. Maybe they get Devontae Adams back this week. I'm pretty sure. So um, Atlanta's got injuries too. Atlanta, Julio Jones didn't practice yesterday. Practiced today, and now Calvin Ridley didn't practice today. So to me, there's so much confusion, so much hardship, and this is in Lambeau Field. I'm taking the Packers. I have to take the Packers here. Minus seven. I know it's a big number. But I, I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, I don't. I don't care either. I'm smashing. I smashed the Packers as soon as I saw it. I mean, I just don't. I do not know how you can bet. You know, there's spots, and there's this is you know this is one of those. Oh, it's an, it's a spot, and Atlanta's zero and three against the spread. And the Packers are three and zero against the spread. But I think this just doesn't apply to this team. I just think I like there's no way that that team's playing for Quinn right now. Like they. It's so it's they've they've been horrible. They've been horrible, horrible, horrible. Meanwhile, the Packers look incredible, and Aaron Rodgers in this offense is absolutely turning it to another level, like he used to be MVP years a few years ago. So, um, no, I just hammer the Packers. Cool, big Aaron Rodgers guy. That is all that needs to be said. By the way, stay tuned though for the Super of the Week may involve this game. Uh oh. Uh oh. Watch out. May involve this game. Just so everyone That's a teaser okay. for the teaser. That, that is that is what we <laughs> call on the show That is very good. Very good, Chris. Um okay guys, before we get into our three best picks of the week, I need an opinion. I need an opinion on this game. We are going back with a absolute doozy. The Chiefs Dominate Baltimore on Monday night. It was unfathomable how many formations and how many crazy plays and lineups that Andy Reid threw out there, and they confused the hell out of the Baltimore Ravens and dominated that whole game. And now they showed everything to Mr. Bill Belichick, who was sitting there on Monday night, I'm sure, in his office, 
after the Raiders puked on themselves again. Sorry, Chris. Was the first and, half uh, was all right. The first half was okay. They again, they just yeah. It no was adjustments, a, it was a no adjustments were made. No adjustments were made. But I will say this: this game is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, to me, as a Pats fan, I'll give you my initial reactions that I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I I don't feel good about it one bit. There are things I do feel good about, but I just don't know if at this point in the season, the Pats at plus seven, at this point in the season, do the Patriots have a shot to win this game? Can they win this game in Kansas City? So my my initial gut reaction is Pats plus seven? Yeah, 100%. But then I realized, oh, wait, Tom Brady's not there. Oh, wait, Kansas City just throttled what we thought was maybe the best team in, in football with the Ravens. And I, I hate doing it, but I'm going to take the Chiefs minus seven. I'm not going to actually take it. But again, in this kind of gun-to-your-head situation, I'm going to hedge on the Chiefs minus seven here. I, I think they're, how we had that rule where Pat's at home around a touchdown or less, I'm going to stick with that here with the Chiefs at home. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Matt, can I give you the money and bet percentages? I was just going to say, give it to me because I've been looking at it right now. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. The Chiefs are getting 62% of the bets. The Pats are getting 93% of the money. It's very, very tricky. The sharp it's sharps. That's Sharps playing a number. That's absolutely because I was going to say this. The Patriots as a dog under Bill Belichick are 23-10-2. He covers those games as a dog by an average of seven points. So he's pretty much winning those games outright. I, I, I don't have the straight-up record, but I believe he's probably winning most of those games as a dog outright with, a, with can, an average cover rate of that. I can give you the record on uh, seven-point underdogs. So the Patriots have only been seven-point underdogs twice since 2001. Uh, the first one was week 17 in 2009 against the Texans, where they only played everybody for a quarter, and that was a game Welker tore up his knee, and they lost to the Ravens the following week in the wild card game. And the second one was week one of 2016. Jimmy Garoppolo at the Cardinals on Sunday Night Football, and they won that game outright, pulled the upset. The Texans game, they actually pushed on the number at seven and lost by seven. So 1-0-1. This is a very, very rare opportunity for the Pats, but I have a very bad feeling that their secondary is not going to be able to hang this time. See, I don't know. I, I think that, like we said, I mean, Andy Reid had all of the tricks last week. All of the tricks. I mean, we, you know, the, we had a fat guy touchdown. We had a fullback touchdown on underhand shovel pass. I mean, we had everything in the book coming out of out of the Chiefs. Um, and, and the Ravens did nothing but blitz the entire game uh, against, you know, they're, they're a super aggressive defense. They blitz, 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 blitz. I think that the Patriots are going to look rather at what the Chargers did, who rushed four, four men for the majority of the time, were able to get some pressure up front. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the same pressure that, that, that Ingram and Bosa are um, on, on the Patriots side. But I think that Bill Belichick, I'd, I'd put my trust in them, and I think, you know, they're going to have to control the clock this game. They're going to have to run the hell out of the ball, and they're going to have to possess the ball longer than the Chiefs are. Um, I can give you a stat on that, too. The last two games, the Ravens, and really I think a big thing why the Ravens lost is because they got away from what they do best, and that's run the football. The Ravens threw the ball 28 times in the game. Lamar Jackson only had 97 yards passing. 
they ran the ball 21 times in that game and had seven and a half yards of carry. Seven and a half. The, the Chargers the week before ran the ball 44 times in the game. 44 times. And still couldn't come out with it. They still were a Harrison Bucker kick away from winning. So one they of the seven, though. They did cover the number. And the Pats, that is, they are right now currently per game the number one team in the league in rushing in in, uh, in rushing uh, per game. So my thing though is that I don't know because the Pats can run the ball in the first half. They have to throw the ball at some point. Like they're going to have to throw the ball because. Mahomes has killed them in second halves. Second halves has been the point where Mahomes just blows the top off. And uh, it's going to be interesting to me. I, I, I hate it. I have a feeling that, that the Chiefs might actually cover the number. That's my I would take the Pats. I would take seven points with the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I, I just think a touchdown in the NFL with the best head coach of all time, I, I would have to take it. I, I understand. I understand. I just have a terrible Patriots feeling where heads are going to roll. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sitting back and enjoying that one to watch and Absolutely. anything on the line. Not touching it. Okay, let's get into it, fellas. Our top three of the week. Let's start. Number three, Mr. Esperanza. You have to go 5-0 and this week, sir. Come on. I have to. The 5-0 and king. Um, let's see. What do I want to go with first? Uh, let me go. Let's go with, let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. Getting all, giving up only four and a half points against the Cleveland Browns. Two weeks in a row. What have the Browns done that 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 warrants them to be less than a touchdown underdog against the Cowboys right now? Hmm. Nothing. Yeah, tell you tell me. Listen, the Cowboys have looked pretty impressive on the offensive side of the ball. The defense has been questionable. It's been questionable, but I think they can win by at least a touchdown against the Browns. These are still the Browns. I know I don't have a lot to back up my theory here. But give me the Cowboys minus four and a half. Okay. All right. I, I'll go next. I'll stick in this game. Um, and uh, I already gave you one total on the week. I, I don't think I've taken any totals yet this year, but until, so I'm changing things up this week. Um, I'm taking under 56 in this game. Mm. 56 points between these two teams seems like a lot. And again, I understand the Cowboys have been lighting it up. But again, it's been against the Falcons and the Seahawks, who are the top two teams in passing yards allowed in the entire NFL because they just get into absolute shootouts. Kevin Stefanski and the Browns have been running the ball, running the ball, running the ball constantly. And I think that I do see Dallas, you know, playing with a lead for a little bit in this game. They haven't been playing with a lead at all. So I think we're going to see a lot more Zeke Elliott and a lot less passing. So I think this game slows down a little bit. Um, and I'm just going to take 50, again, 56 is a lot of points. It's, it came off from 54. So I'm already feel like I'm getting two extra points of value. So yeah, I'm taking Dallas to Cleveland under 56. I could see a lot of turnovers in that game. A lot of turnovers in that game. Uh, I was going to take Dallas at the start of the week. They were on my big board, and they are no longer. I think it's too easy. I think the Browns could. That's a trap game, I feel, for the Browns to cover. Maybe a little backdoor cover. So I'm going off. I I did a little spring cleaning before because I had some ridiculous ones on these uh, on these dogs. And I had to find a dog that I really like. And this one it just kind of stuck out to me. Um I know that we had the COVID scare this week, and to be honest with you, Pittsburgh was going to be my number one pick without a doubt. That would have that was easily. I, I took that immediately at minus one and a half, and unfortunately, uh, that's not going to happen for a couple of weeks. Um, and I know this team had a little bit of a scare, but they're all completely fine now. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings plus four 
at Houston, um, one of the things the Vikings do well is the Vikings are the number one rated football team in the NFL in yards per carry. They're the only team six points, uh, six yards per carry or better. Houston, not very good in the bottom 10 against the run. Now, Houston is a good passing team, and Minnesota has proven that they haven't been very good against the pass, but I think Minnesota is getting better in that category. It sounds like they may get one of their corners back this week that's going to help them a lot, Cam Dantzler. And I think we said, like, Minnesota was going to take a month to get to get back to knowing Mike Zimmer's defense, and I think this is where they start to do it. The other reason I like Minnesota a lot is because I think their passing game is going to get better over time. Justin Jefferson really showed up last week. What a performance. Break it. Matty, great fantasy pickup, buddy. Great fantasy pickup. Justin Jefferson's going to have a big week this week uh, to compliment Thielen. They run Cook a lot. Houston's, Houston doesn't tackle anybody. They can't tackle. I mean, they just can't do it. That, the only guy on the, on the defense that can tackle is Zach Cunningham, and he's got a small groin injury. He should still play. But, uh, but Minnesota, I think, will ramp up the defense last, uh, this week. Um, and one more stat for you. Houston last week against Pittsburgh um, in the second half, just 51 yards of total offense and two first downs in the second half against Pittsburgh. Now it's Pittsburgh, obviously, yes. But I think that that offense is not what it's chalked up to be. I like the Vikings plus four. They, they don't have their third down converter in DeAndre Hopkins anymore. He was the third down machine. Um, and to go you know, with your running back thing, I, I have written on my sheet here, Houston has allowed the most yards uh, just straight up, you know, not yards per carry, but 502 yards to running backs this year, the most of the NFL. I love Cook this week. If you have Cook, uh, I think I'm playing Cook in fantasy this week with Michael. Oh, I just right in your face. Cook. Nothing worse than your picks go against your fantasy. In my own face. Oh, it's horrible. Okay, number two, uh, Matty. Oh, God, here we go. This is where we're going to start getting to the gross part of my board, and I, oh, I yeah. don't know what we're going to oh, do. Broken noses, grass in the face, all this stuff. Let's go. I, I can't quit this team. I just I just can't. Everybody says get off the Chicago Bears. I just can't get off the Chicago Bears. I think they're better than they are, that everybody's giving them credit for, is what I should say. Um, and I think Indianapolis, and I think we've also got another recency bias. Oh, they just blew the Jets out. It's the Jets. They suck. The Jets suck. Watch them. What? And everybody's saying, oh, their defense is playing good. Like, not really. They played Minnesota when Minnesota was down in the dumps, and Kirk Cousins had his worst game of his life. Miss people left, right, and center. Um, and then in Jacksonville, week one, they got lit the F up. Are you kidding me? I don't think everybody said, oh, the Colts defense is playing better than you think. I don't think so at all. I think Chicago, Nick Foles is getting the full start this week. Um, they're getting two and a half points. It opened at a pick. And I feel like I'm getting on the right side of the money here. This is one of those ones where we're crossing that 50-50 threshold. Bears are only getting 40% of the bets. They are getting 55% of the money. So we have some good ticket money, good ticket action there. I just can't quit the Bears at two and a half. That that is a that is a weather game. Watch out for the weather in that game on a, on even a closer. Field. And you know who you know throws a lot of picks? Mitch Trubisky, who's not starting anymore. You know who also throws a lot of picks? Phillip Rivers. Yep, exactly. I, I think the one thing that gave me pause in that game, I initially liked Indianapolis and I'd like, well, well, what the Bears? Like they got Nick Foles like now. Like it's not Trubisky. Like Foles came in and balled out, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Nick Foles is the savior in two cities by the end of the year. And Chicago has been dominating time of possession. I'm trying to pay more attention to that this year as well. They, um, 
Uh, for, for the record, too, the combined opponents for both of these teams uh, that they played for the first three weeks are two and sixteen. So they haven't played very good competition either of them. So throw both of them out the books. You know what I mean? Um, but Chicago's averaged uh, thirty-two, uh, thirty-two minutes, forty-three seconds of time of possession. The Colts have averaged thirty-three fifty-eight. They're averaging more. But again, I just think that the teams that they played were just lackluster offenses that could not control the ball at all between the Vikings and the Jets. I think those numbers are, are just staggered too much. So, and I just think not having Mitch in the game totally flips the turnover uh, differential between these two teams. Tough game. Tough game. Chris, go ahead. Taking the Colts minus four and a half. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he just sat there quietly and just let you go. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think this is going to be kind of the game between these two teams where we see, like, all right, like, are the Bears for real? Like, are the Bears actually good? You know, or are the Colts really going to go somewhere this year with Phillip Rivers? Um, I'm taking this solely just based on the fact that Phillip Rivers, I think, is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. Nick Foles has had some moments, um, but really outside of that Super Bowl run, he's never put together some serious, consistent success, at least in the last, you know, five, six years. Uh, and again, the Bears had no right to be in the game last last week. They had no right to be there, and Atlanta had another historical collapse. Um, so I like the I like the Colts to be able to control this game and then win this game by at least a field goal. Head to head. Both. I'm going against Baltimore this week. I'm right in both your faces this week. But going against the five and zero man. This game, we'll see. We'll see if if the Colts are are legitimately a good team, or and if and if the Bears are are anything serious, or if they've just had a couple of lucky wins. I mean, everybody's t- saying get it's the time to get off the Bears. I'm just not listening. <laughs> Somebody's not going to be five and zero this week, and I wonder who it will be. You guys, like. You guys are nuts for taking that game. I, I'm staying away from that game. I have no idea. Um, to me, we are back to our under-the-weather bet. Back to our under-the-weather bet. There Now, I have a special caveat with this under-the-weather bet this week. I am going to take in the under-the-weather. This is the, these are the conditions that we're going to have this week. Cloudy in the morning and then off in the rain showers on and off throughout the afternoon. The rain, uh, the the high is going to be around 60. Winds should reach about 10 miles an hour in Cincinnati. I like the Cincinnati Bengals, Jacksonville Jaguars under 49 and a half points. I think that's a lot of points for a Jaguars team that I don't think is going to throw the ball a lot because Cincinnati is one of the worst teams in football against the run. If they had any sense, I think, meh, I think they do. They would run the football this entire game, play Cincinnati's mano-a-mano. Cincinnati is not going to win that battle on the offensive line. No question. They're the worst offensive line in football. Uh, Burrow, I think, is averaging like getting sacked six times a game. Uh, So I'm thinking that Jacksonville can win this game. I kind of like a plus three, but I like the under a little bit more because of the weather. And I'll give you a a little teaser. Under-the-weather teaser – Take that one, put it up six points, go Cincinnati-Jacksonville under 55.5, go Tampa Bay and the Chargers under 49 points because that is a torrential downpour game. Uh, And then the last one, go under 49 points in the Colts and the Bears game as well on the grass field. Both teams, quarterbacks don't trust them. The Colts are going to run the football a ton. Uh... I'm taking the under in the teaser there. Three-game under teaser. I did not see that coming. Three-game under the weather, bat 
bet, bet all day long responsibly. <laughs> now, don't lock that in before Sunday and you actually see the weather report. Obviously, folks. Right. Obviously. Well, we're assuming, you know. We're assuming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, you, don't, you don't predict the weather three days out. Uh, depends on how good of a weatherman you are. There, <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but, yes, wait till Sunday and see what the weather is like in both those games. I love all three of those unders anyway, though. Uh, number three, the biggest bet of the week. Here we go. I'm going to start because I think this one just jumped out at me, and I have not seen a better position for a team to be in than this. This is the ultimate. I've already taken this game. I think the line last time I looked is now four and a half. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints on a complete get-up game against the Lions. This is the easiest game I've ever seen. This is the biggest letdown spot for the Lions I've ever seen after a come. They did not play well against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray gave up that game for them. The Saints, everybody's talking about, you can't throw it down the field. You can't throw it down the field. They don't have to throw it down the field. The Lions are one of the worst teams in football against the run. They are the worst team in pressure rate in the NFL. They get the pressure on the quarterback 13% of the time. That is 32nd in the league. Uh, Michael Thomas, very, very good possibility that he could be returning in this game. This game will be a blowout. This game will be 30 to nothing. New Orleans Saints. Minus four and a half. If you can, grab it at four like I did earlier in the week. New Orleans Saints minus four and a half. Bing, bang, boom. Wow. What? Easiest, easiest game of the week? I don't know. Easiest game of the week. I, I mean, I have to agree. I mean, Kyler Murray absolutely gave that game away last week to, uh, to the Lions. And in some questionable calls from Kingsbury as well. I, I just, man, I've, I've said it before, Saints on the road in white uniforms just make me sick. Ugh. The, the Lions have the worst uniforms in football. I mean, the worst. I mean, they're terrible. The blue, the blue and silver, yeah. Oh, they're, oh, they're garbage. They're blue and silver. Like, they need a complete and total upgrade. But, I, again, like I said, this is a letdown spot, and the Saints coming off of a loss. I mean, this is taking candy. If the Steelers were not – like, the, the fact that the Steelers, obviously, like, the game is not going to happen, I would have taken them easily, number one, number one. But New Orleans, I mean, that's a wrap. That's a wrap before it even begins. Matt, I want to hear what you have to say. Dan, what did I tell you earlier this week? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm making a, a change from what's on my board right here. Because I said to you earlier this week, I was no longer going to get bet against Russell Wilson. And now I'm looking at my board saying, Miami plus six and a half. Like a damn idiot. Because 80% of the public is on the Seahawks right away, early on. And I just said, well, you just got to fade the public. And teams that are 3-0 against the spread go if you bet against teams 3-0 against the spread through the first three weeks, which is Green Bay and Seattle this week, since 2003, you would have gone 38-24-1. This has got to be the spot, man, right? right? Stop it. Stop betting against Russell Wilson. We're not doing it. You know what we're doing? We looked at the injury report, and about two and a half pages was the Las Vegas Raiders. All right? Two and a half pages was the Las Vegas Raiders. Every single person on the Raiders roster is injured this week. Nick Kwiatkowski so is back at practice, though. So I did see Nick Kwiatkowski. Um, Trent Brown is going to be out at left tackle. You are uh, without Edwards. Or, or, uh, what's what's the receiver? Edwards, right? Yeah, Edwards and yeah. Ruggs are likely not Edwards sure. and Ruggs are both out. So that means that I have to worry about 
the only thing we have to worry about is Hunter Henry, which Buffalo was the Hunter third Renfrow. best team. The third, or sorry, Hunter Henry, Jesus Christ, Darren Waller. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo was the third best team against uh, tight ends last year, so I'm not worried about that. We saw the Patriots take, get rid of him last week, and Hunter Renfro. That's who I was thinking of besides Hunter Henry. Um, so I don't, I'm not really scared of Hunter Renfro. Yes, the Bills are bad against the run. I understand that. But I think Josh Allen is going to be able to air it absolutely all out over the yard on the Vegas Raiders. So we're taking the Bills minus three against the haphazard Las Vegas Raiders. I would rather take the Dolphins. Anyway, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm not many I know Arizona looked rough last week. Kyler Murray did not look great, but they are only three-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, 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 oh. Matt okay. catching his head. He knows. Keep going. I, I agree with this. I agree with this. He knows. I, I think that was just an off game for Kyler Murray, and Carolina's really just not that good, especially without Christian McCaffrey. There's no one on that offense that you have to worry about. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's okay, but he has no one to throw to, and their defense isn't that great. Uh, I expect this could be a game that Arizona could run up pretty quickly and then just sit comfortably with a 10-point lead and just sit on it for the whole game. Uh, so give me the Canthers, uh, the Canthers, the Cardinals at uh, at minus three. Cardinals yeah. minus three. I actually like the minus three a little better. If it was like plus, is minus four, minus three and a half, I'd be a little more weary about it, but get that number. The, the Sharps the sharps hammered the four when it opened this week. So I understand that point. But yeah, it is. It is, uh, it is all the way down to three. It's a, we'll give you the three. It's, it's three and a half. We'll give you three. Our book had it at three when I was looking at it earlier. So. Hey, that's all that counts. Our. The Panthers are, I will say this, Panthers. Panthers got a big money differential. Uh, 72% of the tickets on the Cardinals, only 26% of the money. 28% of the tickets on the Panthers, 74% of the money. That is a 46% differential. Yeah, it's called me I, I think the Panthers could could. I I would almost consider taking the Panthers on the money line. I'm, I'm, I would almost consider that. I mean, I'm I I, I still I'm think their defense is too young. I think their defense is way too inexperienced. Still, I know you know they had a few weeks together, but I I don't know. I, I don't know. That game is so confusing to me. I, but God bless your heart. I hope the Cardinals go out and win. I just hope Kyler Murray didn't score too many fantasy points this week. Um. Anyway, gentlemen, I am very excited. That was a excellent, excellent couple of round of picks but we still got one more we got our specials we got the specials pick of the week and these might be the most important because these are the ones that give you value these are the ones that give you value before you guys start i'm just going to get mine right out of the way survivor danny this week we already know the los angeles rams it is it can't be any clearer i mean it might i I, i'm i'm actually considering taking the rams minus 12 and a half against the giants even though i know i shouldn't I love the Rams this week. They will blow doors. They will blow doors. I mean, I just can't see. I just can't see where the Giants. Score. I don't know how much Giants are going to score in this game. I really don't. Might be six. I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be pretty bad. Take the Rams. Easy pick. Easy pick on the Rams. All right, let's go. Chris, give me the super. Super right. duper, Chris. Duper of the week. That's gonna hate this super a lot. I already know. <laughs> We're picking it off with the Colts plus seven and a half against the Bears. Ooh. Okay. Easiest pick of the week is probably the Packers plus three uh, against the Falcons. And then give me the Seahawks plus three and a half against Miami. This is all just based on teams I think are going to win anyway. So give me a couple extra points to play with. Uh, I will admit it's probably the least confident I've been going into a super these first four weeks here. But we are three and oh. 
on the supers. Not counting week one, I guess technically because we didn't do one on week one, but I did hit my week one super. So. I'm a no Patriots plus 17. I thought about it, but I'm just like, uh-huh. God forbid that, that, that Mahomes just goes off this game and it's just a blowout, which I don't think it will be, but I'm just like, I just don't want to get involved. I feel you. I feel you. Chris is super of the week. You're going to have to wait till Tuesday to have a cash, but don't worry. It'll cash. Uh, Matt Selbrith's magic money line parlay. This is my favorite part of the show. Let's hear it. Well, Dan, I already know you're going to love it this week because you, it's a lot. From what you said on the show, I, I think you're going to agree with me. We'll start with the pick that you gave out. Minnesota Vikings plus 180 on the money line. I think that is just I – mean, I don't understand how you're favoring Houston by this much in this game. I, this is like a coin flip to me. Both of these teams have looked really bad. Uh, you know, And the Vikings had at least a, quite an impressive performance last week. For, and then we get another – just talk about, again, again, the Titans aren't we – are, we're so upset that the Titans aren't playing this week because we probably both would have taken the Steelers. The fact that they are 3-0 and uh, or they're, uh, 3-0 straight up. 0-3 against the spread. I mean, absolutely just miracle wins by them at all times. Um, they can't, you know, we've taken this favorites multiple times. They can't cover. Um, so Minnesota plus 180, giving you the real juice. And then another just coin flip game for me, Jacksonville plus 135 on the money line. So that gives you a value of plus 550 in the money line parlay. So that's pretty sweet there for two, for two games that I think are just an absolute coin flip. I love it. I actually love it. I thought maybe... You might go Bears, Jags. I was thinking about that, but I like the Vikings even better. Like that's even better. It, 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 it juiced it up. I gotta get a little. I gotta get over five hundred on those morning line probably. They gotta be juicy. I love that Vikings. Vikings. Well, now the line is moving for the Vikings. I'm seeing now three and a half for the Vikings now. So you might want to get in on this number. I, I missed getting the Jags at plus one forty. It jumped. To, it changed to one thirty five as I was locking it in. So they could have been. It was going to be up to five eighty. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in right now live. Vikings plus three and a half. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly locking it in. Thank you, thank you for that. Okay, those are your picks for week number four. We will see you on Sunday morning. Every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. And maybe, maybe in the future, maybe in the very near future, we might be on even earlier than that. No, no, I'm not giving anything away, but we may have a special announcement. Follow us on Twitter, at The Sunday Card now. How about that? At The Sunday Card on Twitter. You can follow us on there. You can listen to us every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. on sportscountry.net. That's sportscountry.net. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver. And for Chris Raza, I am Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to Sunday Call.